Entrepreneur Weekly interviews the brilliant leaders of today in order to provide a stepping stone of wisdom on the journey to personal business ownership. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, here we are in uh, Salt Lake City at the uh, Consumer Summit, presented by Brandless, it's a company here. And um, Entrepreneur is constantly looking for ways to help the entrepreneur. In this case, it could be writing a book. I have a friend actually that wants to write a book right now, and he's like, hey, Alan, can you help me write a book? I go, I'm a radio guy. You know, and he's like, yeah, but you know everybody. I go, I do know everybody, but uh, maybe I know a guy. I think I know a guy. Uh, Well, in this case, today, here he is. His name is Chip Hopper, book Jedi, and that's what you do. You help people tell their stories. Yes. So, first of all, how did you get into this? Well, it's a crazy story. So, I, um, my corporate position has been one of corporate strategy and business development and things, but I've always loved to read. 30 years ago, I started reading a book a week. And every, wow. And, every, and I've read a book a week for almost 30 years now. Whew. And every time I read a book that I really enjoyed, I would um, write to the author. So, this is before, like social media and everything, I would yeah. write an actual physical letter and I would say, this is, I loved your book and this is what I loved about it. That's great. And they would respond. And Isn't that they, nice? They would say, thank you. And, yeah. then, and then several of them started to come back and they'd be like, hey, do you want to read my book before it comes out? Right. And I'd read it and then I'd be like, hey, you care if I give you any feedback? And they'd be like, absolutely, I'd love some feedback. All of a sudden, you're like a, an executive editor of a magazine or right. a book, right. a book and, writing club. And so I would edit the whole book and, no send, it, way. and then send it back to them. And they would be like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. That is so awesome. And they're like, well, you, can I pay you to edit my next book? And some of them would even pay me in a re- like back for the book that I had just done. That is so hot. And, I uh, cannot believe that. And then, and then people would say, hey, I got a friend that wants to write a book. And so about 10 years ago, I was finally like, I'm leaving corporate and I'm just going to do this full time. So. Isn't that great? That's like the American dream right there. <laughs> right. You know, you know, but they also say, be careful about making your passion your business because... You know, they say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Is it that way for you still? You know, to me, it's still work, right? And I love it. I love what I do. And uh, Because I, you are reading something different every time. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you have to set aside time to make sure it's happening. You have to be constantly right. doing it. So one of the things that I have shifted from is uh, I really moved into this space because it's my passion. But now I look at it and I'm like, I want it to be something that I'm still passionate about. So I have shifted some of my passion to like, how do I make the most money in the least amount of time so that I can spend the time that I am wanting to be in my passion writing these books without the structure that I have to make it like, right, this, right. this is what I have to right, do. So. Right. so now, if somebody wants to write a book, how do they get a hold of you and what do they do? I imagine there isn't like a structured cost or anything because every book is different. Every book is different right. and everyone has a different need. So. I sit down with you and I'll go And you're a one-man marching band, aren't you? So, <laughs> I've led massive teams before and for me, I'm like, I like to not have that structure. Yeah. So, I work with a lot of partners. Okay. But the partners manage their own teams, they manage their own things and so it, it allows me the flexibility to just say, hey, here's your part. You guys get it done however you want to get it done. Right. Right? And, right. and it does allow me to be like that one-man band and I can focus on the pieces that I love. Nice. Uh, but anything from, you know, from inception all the way through to you know, writing the book, editing the book, promoting the book. You know, oh, you do. The book. You're, you're a turnkey. Yes. So again, a lot of those parts are with partners, and but I have partners that I trust that I've done this with for for many many years, and so we just. Uh, Is there a secret sauce to getting a New York Times bestseller? Yes, unfortunately. There I knew is. it. I knew it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So 
And New York Times is one of the hardest ones to get, right? Because uh, there are a number of factors that go into it, including a personal element that is not involved in a lot of the things. Like Wall Street Journal bestseller, if you hit the numbers, you can pretty much get it. New York Times, you can hit all the details that you need, but they still have a committee that decides whether or not oh. the book qualifies. So, so it is a little harder to get New York Times. Is it who you know, or is it just all of the factors that you know about? It's a little of both, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's there's always this element of who you know because if you have a large following or you have you know you've been an actor or, a, or a, one of these other things okay. that have done things. So. All right. Well, um, very easy, you guys. Bookjedi.com for uh, Chip Hopper. Thank you, Chip, for uh, sharing that with us. I'll, yeah. I'll tell a couple of my friends about yeah. you that are looking to write a book. And, and if anybody's interested, I help everyone at every level do this. Okay. So I run masterminds around the world. One of my favorite places to go is Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. We'll, yes. We'll take groups down there for a week. Nice. We help you lay out the chapters of your book and tell your story whether you want to put it into a book or whether you want to use it for interviews or you know just relationships because right. your story the story you tell yourself is the story that defines your life there you go. and uh, so the story that defines your life yeah. and we all need help with that God knows alright bookjedi.com Jim Popper thank you sir perfect alright we'll Sounds be right good. back stay with us great my life is brilliant It is Entrepreneur Weekly today in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, for the Consumer Summit presented by Brandless. Our next guest is Troy Beckstead. He is the uh, founder and CEO of AI13 Billet Products. And, uh, you know, the the COVID, it had an interesting effect on a lot of folks in the entrepreneur world. To me, entrepreneurs, when a problem happens, that's when the true entrepreneur rises up. Yeah, and uh, let's talk about your company just a little bit and, and what you had to endure because I, I heard a little bit of your story last night. I thought, yeah, let's talk about that. Right on. Yeah, no, it is entrepreneur definitely adapt or die. I mean, and that was the scenario we faced in July of 2020 when COVID hit and all the challenges in the oil and gas industry. We were in oil and gas work for the last 15 years, mm. and then we had to kind of decide. It was down to the week of do I close my doors or do we go on to something else, and that brought about AI 13. So we. Oh, so you totally pivoted. Yeah. Totally pivoted. Anything we were doing in ju- prior to July 2020, we are not doing now. We totally wow. shifted at that time, launched a couple of new products. It all started with an idea, going for a ride, had a part break, and went, this isn't going to work anymore. So I went in the house, redesigned the part, went to the shop, made a prototype, and then took a couple of those prototypes, a, a few hundred of them, and drove from Salt Lake City, Utah to Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh my God! With my family in tow, we were going to a dance competition for my daughter down This is a modern Utah. age lemonade stand on the road. Exactly. <laughs> and we stopped. You want some of these? <laughs> That's right. We did. And I'm walking into these places. My family's sitting in the car with all the luggage and everything. And I'm going into every ATV shop going, hey, I've got these. What do you think? And I came back with 1,200 of them on back order. Oh my gosh. And from then out, it was just, we took off. And so we've launched... 64 products in that industry ever since that time and it's just been it's just been going gangbusters ever since so when you pivoted the mindset of okay well everything we've been doing is now maybe not obsolete but just not happening yeah what made you pivot into this billet products business found a need found a niche find a need fill a need type of deal you know it was it was just looking for an opportunity. It started with just purely trying to cover payroll. Mm. You know, it was, we'd lost all this business. I have people I had to employ. 
and it was cover payroll or or not. But but the billet, I mean, were you doing some billet stuff yeah, anyway? Yeah, we all had we had the CNC machines that we were making for these big machines for oil and okay, gas. Okay, that's what it was. You weren't yeah. in oil and gas. You were in a supplier yeah, to that sorry. industry. Okay, yeah, we yeah, were manufacturing half million dollar machines. Oh wow! I have twenty six of them out and around the world, and that whole business we we've, we've walked away from to pursue this just because of the simplicity and the better just the whole a much better process. So in this case, the needs of the mini, yeah. the, the uh, as we know, people love to play. Right. You must be a guy that likes ATVs I and do. off-roading and stuff. I do, Okay. Yeah. So you kind of knew, and it was something that you needed, and you're like, all right, gosh, we've got these machines. People aren't buying these half-million-dollar machines, but maybe a lot, the needs of the mini outweigh the needs yep. of the few in that case. A lot of people will buy these little tchotchkes and things for their, you know, whatever their need is. And wow, did you approve that right? It's the whole bass fisherman with the, the little glitter on the boat. That's yeah, how yeah. they sell them. They put yeah, glitter on the boat. Right. The same thing. <laughs> the billet aluminum, it's nice and shiny. It's a beautiful product. It works. So it how works. long this company now has been in business, what, 18 months, a year? What's yeah, it been? since July 2020 is when okay. we, it's a product line. A couple of years. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how's it going? It's going great. Our biggest challenge right now is, is still fighting through some of the supply chain issues, right. uh, getting raw materials in, but we can hardly keep up with the demand. So That's the company is A1 or AI. A, I, AI13. What does that stand for? American Ingenuity. Okay. And the first, when we launched that first nozzle, there was 13 other products that went with it. So American Ingenuity and 13 products <laughs> was the baseline. <laughs> so you literally, I mean, it's like you even came up with a name that like uh, glorified in essence Absolutely. The, the journey. Yep. Do, do you have any people ask you about uh, AI-13? They the do. Name? They're like, AI-13. Well, we, we made a play on this is the periodic table for aluminum is AL-13. Oh. And so we kind of made a play. I thought like. Yeah. We made a play on that. Interesting. So what's next for this company of yours? Geez, we've got, we've got 24 products lined up that are waiting to release. We're releasing a product a month right now. And it's just, just to continue to push good product into the market that's made here in the United States, that's made by people here in Salt Lake City. Wow. So your slogan is buy it once, use it for life. Think straight. You're sick and tired of things breaking down when you're out on the dunes Absolutely. or wherever you go. Yeah. And uh, so you decided, you know what, we got the machinery, let's make this happen. Let's make it work. And, and it's flowing. And, and so what other kinds of products besides the off-road and side-by-side -side and ATV industry? You know, it's kind of funny. We split over into the kitchen industry, kitchen products. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So it's developing other products for other influencers. I mean, I'm a designer. I'm a creator. That's what I do. And so taking all of those designs and those creations and being able to distribute, whether it's through AI13 brand or through anybody else who has a need, it's, it's the whole find a need, fill a need solution. Right, right. Well, uh, Troy, thank you. The website, what is it? AI13.us. There you have it. Products made in the U.S. And again, playing off of important yep. things that tell the story, even on the yep. website. All right. We'll take a break from the Consumer Summit. It is Entrepreneur Weekly. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. 
Sales. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. You're listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, here we are in Salt Lake City, the town, the land of my free friend who is free from the world because he's an entrepreneur. This he lives true. his life, Randy Garn, completely free from the chains that hold most people back called a job. And uh, although I think you work harder than any human being I've ever met besides myself, <laughs> Randy Garn, you're an amazing human being. Thank you for, for all that you've done in my life, which is to introduce me to so many of these people. What do you want to talk about? Where do we start? I, wanna, I, I mean, really, what I'd like to talk about today is, is uh, you. Oh. Alan Taylor. Yeah. We're going to have a therapy session, right? Yeah, right. right. Me now. and my cows, you mean? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because, Alan, you are one of my favorite. I'm not kidding you. Like, <laughs> every time I finish with Alan, my cheeks hurt. Like, I'm this smile. I you laugh. What? You're the kind of friend that when you think about, like, even just hanging out with, you get excitement and joy, and you bring so much joy to you know my what? life. You are so lying. Many. Stop not, lying. I told you you're going to hell for I'm that. I'm not lying. But Randy it's knows everybody. He's with Jay Shetty one minute. He's with Tim Tebow another. He's over here with the, the head of Traeger Grills. He's over here. with. I mean, it's like, you name it, it's like Randy is with these people. He knows them all. And I'm like, how can you meet that many people in such a short lifespan? Because you are all about the people. I love you are people. all about meeting people, and they are—they make life better. People make life better. Can I just be uh, weird for a minute? <laughs> I was in church the other day, and I'm reading through the Bible, and I see this. This is Jesus talking. Okay, I like a Jesus. new commandment I give you: love one another. As I have loved you, so must you love one another. This is a commandment. This is how we live our lives. It is. I love people. I'm the same way. How yeah. could you do this job, talking to people all the time, and how could you do your job if we didn't love people? How can you be an entrepreneur if you don't love people? Wow, because dude. everything we do is to try and make people's lives better. Is it not? Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And I, 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 I try to live by three rules. There's the golden rule, there's the platinum rule, and then there's the gospel rule. Do you know the difference between the three? Given me. All right, the golden rule is treat, to others, treat, yes. treat others as you would want to right. be treated, right? Correct. Yep. There's a whole nother rule called the platinum rule that I came up with, and it is actually treat others the way they want to be treated. Because they may not want to be treated the way you want to be treated. Well, that's interesting. Okay. You know? That's true. It, it is true. So yeah. you have to, with people, don't treat them the way you want to what be treated. What are you treated. calling this? The platinum rule? The platinum rule. Okay, it's a I'm level higher than the golden rule, dude. Okay, okay. This I like is it. RG's uh, I know you. I've rule. heard you talk about this before. But, and then but, yeah. the third rule yeah. is what you talked about. And this is the another level is the gospel rule. Yes. And that is to treat others the way God would treat them. 
Wow! Because Look we are at all you. Sons of God, yeah. and daughters of God, and I and brothers I, and sisters of each see, other. I really do try to see, and I'm being serious. I try to see the divinity in everyone. Yeah, and treat everybody the same, no matter if they're CEO of a company or the Uber driver. One of my favorite questions to ask CEOs because. They have the weight of the world on their shoulder. There's the chief executive. When things go wrong, it is on their shoulders. I always say, what do you do to escape from this? Is it meditate? Is it, you know, how do you find your Zen place? And, you know, I, I find that everybody has a different way of doing it. But yeah. you just let you just kind of let me see, you know, behind the curtain on you. You're a spiritual guy. I mean, I know a lot of people that know you know that. Yeah. But... At the end of the day, for all of us, why? What is our why? Why are we yeah. doing this? What is God why do, why want do we with create us, right? businesses? Why do we become yes. entrepreneurs? Right. I will tell you, it, for me, it's like I love to create. And if we're not creating, I don't think we have happiness and joy. I know I don't. So when you have that entrepreneurial itch, it's actually an itch to create for me. It's just like I want to live up to the measure of God's creation. What did he create me to do? Yeah. Like, and that's why there's always that journey for greatness. That's always like, I'm built for more, but what can I create? How can I help? Who can I help? A big thing that I like to do, I like to build people, not companies. I love to build leaders because they in turn build companies. If I can help a CEO that's managing 6,000 people be a better CEO and a better leader, then that's what I was born to do. That's what I love more than anything is creating great, amazing leaders. And to me, it takes principles, virtues, and values on top of systems and processes, right? Because I always hear systems and processes, systems and processes, but wait a minute. Then I find the guy's cheating on his wife and he's at a strip club and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. This is a no no go for me. So I I look to seek, find people that are like-minded, that have a goal in mind at the end so that we're all winning. And to me, this is so important. And also then to have people that you're going to do business with that you love being around, mm-hmm. right? I love when I come hang around with you and all your friends. Yeah. And then now I have all these friends too. And, <laughs> you know, we're fishing together and doing business together and laughing and enjoying life and checking on how's your kids or your grandkids or whatever. To me, this is a value of life that is so much more important than the money we make. 100%. The money we make is nice. Yeah. But the friendship that we make is forever. So thank you for your friendship. Alan, you're the best, man. I know it. I know it. You really are, dude. (laughs) You're funny. I mean, you and Jan, you're like your Uncle Alan to my kids. Oh, you're funny, man. It's just super, super good to see you. I met Randy, by the way, uh, doing an interview just like this, and uh, we've been brothers from other mothers ever since. Randy Garn. How do you want people to find you? Just randygarn.com? Yeah, you can just go to randygarn.com, or you can find me on the fishing stream. There you go. Standing out in the middle of the stream, fly fishing. All right. This is the kind of people that are here today. This event put on by Brandless. It's the Consumer Summit in Salt Lake City. We'll be right back. Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Here we go at the Consumer Summit again, Entrepreneur Weekly on site, checking out what is happening here in Utah. And this whole Consumer Summit is presented by Brandless. 
And if you didn't hear the Brandless story, you might want to listen to the podcast if you're just joining us on radio stations. It's a great story, and I love it when companies get together like this and, and invite other companies to get together, and that's what's going on here at this Consumer Summit. Joining us right now is a gentleman named Jason McGowan, CEO of Crumble? Yes, co-founder and CEO. Co-founder and CEO. Crumble is spelled like this, C-R-U-M-B-L, no E, dot com, Crumble. So last night, we were at this kind of uh, VIP thing going on for all the speakers here, and they had a, a table of cookies, and I, I, you know, I'm... Okay, I love cookies. That's <laughs> my weakness. That's good. So I, uh, I saw the cookie table and I thought, no, I, I, can't, I can't partake. And at the end of the evening, one of the ladies walks over with this cookie with this little mound of icing on it. And I went, oh, my God, that looks so good. And I looked at the cookie table and there was one <laughs> cookie left. And I want to tell you, it was like O.J. Simpson running through the airport to get to his rental car, if you remember those commercials. I do, I do. And I ran over there, and I mean, it was like to grab that last cookie, and I told her, I go, that was the best cookie I've ever had. I love it. The cookie was delicious. The icing was over the top. It was some, I don't know what it was, but it was like a, kind of a citrusy thing with the icing. It was, it was just so... Excuse me, my mouth is watering thinking about it. Tell us the story of Crumble. This is such a great cookie company. You bet. Well, first of all, congratulations on getting the last cookie. Yeah, you know, right? That's a big piece. Oh, no, so we're getting more congratulations after on that. When you're done here, baby, I'm going to give you my address. Anyway, go ahead. Well, Crumble just started out as a uh, simple business in Logan, Utah, and we wanted to set out to create the world's best chocolate chip cookie. And so... We kind of iterated and iterated and iterated on the recipe, and we'd go out to local you know, neighbors it. and gas stations. And when we launched, we only had the chance to make one cookie. So we launched our whole business, had one cookie, the chocolate chip cookie. Unreal. And that's kind of how we got started. I mean, now, where are you? Bring us fast forward. How many years you've been in business? And give us a little on the journey. Yeah, you bet. So right now, we are a little over five years in the journey here. And we have over 800 locations in what? every state. Yep, throughout the United States. Oh my gosh, in five years? Yeah, a little over five years, yes. That is crazy growth. It's been super exciting and a lot of fun and a lot of challenging things, but it's been it's been absolutely So amazing. it's a franchise? It is a franchise concept, yeah. And uh, How many did you retain? Or do you have a few? We had a few. We sold them off, um, and we really were focusing on building the brand and really being a support to entrepreneurs right, right. And, and to our franchise partners. And so I love um, this story. Yeah. That's How in the world, I mean, the mergers and acquisitions of property and real estate and all the things that, my goodness, 800 locations. Yeah, it's it's been a lot to scale really, really quickly. Oh, um, my gosh. The popularity of the brand has been phenomenal. Um, customers have really loved it. And we've really, really grown not only from a number of units, but also just how well the stores and things are doing as so well. So have you gotten involved or, dare I say, into bed with any suppliers? Are you starting to buy other companies that are suppliers to you? And we haven't got to that point yet, but we've made our own chocolate chips, for example. Okay, we've, so it's begun. Yeah, yeah. So we've, yeah. we've gone through the process of really starting to you know, yeah. acquire some of those things, yes. Yeah, because I have to imagine at a certain point, you're going to have to yeah. in order to ensure that your quality is there. And you see this with, you know, like the In-N-Out burgers. They... they they're really, you know, they're focused on making sure that it's high quality, and, and I'm just using them as an example. Yeah. At a certain point, at a certain level, 
you have to just you have to own your own manufacturing. Of, you really do. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago during COVID, you know, the toilet paper crisis caused box issues for everyone, right? Just paper goods. And right, so right. We have to invest and work directly with pulp mills and versus local companies. This is just, where I was going. Yeah, yeah. yeah, wow. So you have to really kind of jump ahead of those things, especially when you get bigger. That um, was really scary, by the way, the it, toilet paper caper. It, it was, was really bad. <laughs> Almost as scary as Trust not getting me, the last chocolate chip I, cookie out there, yes. Uh, yes, I bought a barn and filled it full of toilet paper. I will never be without toilet paper. Okay, so Crumble is C-R-U-M-B-L, no E, crumble.com. Do you ship cookies around, or is it we, just a... We do ship cookies around. Again, we have eight hundred you know, locations throughout the United States, so you can go in any state and just go into a store and see the cookies being made in real time. We mm. just we open it up to everyone so they can smell the, the cookies and enjoy the experience it's of getting them. It's kind of them. like a Krispy Kreme all over again, yeah. but, but only a little twist. Yes, different. and then, of course, yeah, we ship cookies nationally, too, as well. So any, yeah. anyone that's a little bit further away from a store, they can order cookies online, too, Are as you well. doing any international yet? We just opened internationally a few months ago. So we opened up in the Great White North in my uh, home country of Canada. Oh, and, right on. Yeah, so we opened up in my home province and in Alberta, and yeah, we've got a store open there, and now we've got one in uh, Saskatchewan as well. So. Nice. How has this changed your, how has this crumble changed your life? I mean, it's just dramatically changed my life. I've gone from, you know, someone just trying to build a little business to, 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 to trying to run a, you know, a, a huge company yeah. that um, is really helping and influencing a lot of people and a lot of entrepreneurs. So. You know what's funny? How many people told you, don't do it? Don't oh, every, do it, Jason. Oh, it's everyone. a stupid cookie. Don't do it. My wife's like, people can just bake cookies at home, you know? Even your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even your wife. <laughs> but I will say oh she was God. the first one to support me. As soon as I get it, she's like, she's the, the, the biggest supporter. And But yeah, you have a lot of people just saying like, no, this is not going to work. It's yeah. just cookies. It's yeah. not going to work. And I think that's one of the great things about being an entrepreneur is you just sometimes do things that sound a little crazy. Yeah. And when they worked out, that's pretty validating and pretty fun. Do you still you know? like chocolate chip cookies? I love them. I love semi-sweet better than milk chocolate chip, but yeah, I yeah. love I love cookies. So. I love it. I love this story. The cookies, are the, the one I had last night was fantastic. And uh, congratulations. I have a quick story to tell you. I had a friend that uh, got into the coffee business 20, 21 years ago. And... His father owned a dairy farm, and I see him one day out there with a, you know, an espresso machine and with a push cart. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you idiot. This is how friends talk to each other. Yes, yes. What in the heck are you doing? <laughs> I can imagine your friends did this to you. Yes, and I go, stop. Go back to the dairy. Your dad has a, a great business. He's going to leave it to you. Just go back to the dairy. You're crazy. He's worth $4 billion today. I love that it's story. It's Dutch Brothers Coffee. Travis Borsma. I sold him his first car when he was 16. <laughs> the guy is like, he laughs. I go, just don't take my advice, Travis. <laughs> anyway. I love that. You know that. what? I'm glad that he and you have followed your passion. Well, thank you so much. Yes. You know, it's uh, sometimes you just got to go whatever what you have to go after and if yep. the world's telling you no, sometimes you just got to go for it anyways. That's a mic drop. Crumble.com with no E. Crumble.com. Jason McGowan, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. From the Consumer Summit, there's more with Entrepreneur Weekly. Hi, it's Alan Taylor from Entrepreneur Weekly. Child sexual exploitation is an unimaginable crime that continues to invade our communities and homes. The National Children's Alliance reports that almost 700,000 children are abused in the U.S. each year, with 65% of child abuse cases involving sexual exploitation. The Maloof Foundation exists to confront this crime by providing education, promoting healing, and ensuring justice for survivors. But making a difference can't be done alone. 
To create the greatest impact, they're going to need your help and mine. Do like I did and join the Maloof Foundation in their efforts to confront child sexual exploitation and learn how you can preserve a child's right to freedom, hope, justice, and dignity. I just want to repeat this one last time. The National Children's Alliance reports almost 700,000 children are abused in the U.S. each year. You can help. Let's do it together at MaloofFoundation.org. That's M-A-L-O-U-F Foundation.org. Okay, we are here once again in Utah for the Consumer Summit presented by Brandless. I'm Alan Taylor. And our next guest right now is Jen Clyde. And I have to tell you, there's a... uh, This could be embarrassing. Yeah. There's a spelling mistake in your brand. Oh, son of a... Yeah. It's it's it. the, the company is forall.com, but you guys spelled it F-O-R-E. Yes, because we're a golf brand. Oh, like four. Right. Like, watch out. Here comes something amazing oh. right towards your face. Well, yeah. then, then I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about forall.com, spelled with an E. Yeah, we're a women-focused golf brand that our tagline is golfing is optional because we really are trying to bring more women into the game with better apparel and not so much expectation and really just having more fun. Yeah. So it seems like, you know, lately that golfing, and I don't know, maybe you can tell me, I guess your husband and your one of your partners is uh, these two gentlemen are pros. So, or maybe I, you're the pro. I, I wish I was. I wish I could sit here today yeah. and tell you. But turns out that me and my co-founder Michelle Money, who is actually engaged to a pro golfer. Okay. I'm actually not married, but oh, I, yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I'm not the one. I'm not the one you think oh, so, I am. Okay. So she. Well, I was told somebody had a. Yeah. Pro golfer, yeah. husband. She's and, my partner. Okay, this yeah. is awesome. And she was here, but we only had two microphones. So. Yeah. But it seems like that golfing has kind of taken a whole new, mm-hmm. you know, upsurge. Yeah. It's trending up, if I can say that. Why do you think that is lately? Well, they saw a spike in 2020 with women. Uh-huh. and um, Especially and, with women then, okay. Yeah, especially with women. And I think obviously for reasons that, you know, with the whole COVID thing, but... And more families were getting out to the golf course, and it really piqued an interest with women. And I think women are getting more and more into business, obviously, forever. Like, this has been a big trend, but having, like, business conversations on the course is really helpful as well. And I think that we saw a spike there. And, yeah, we just have really, you know, kind of capitalized on that growth. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is something that when you're out on the golf course, business people, men or women, doesn't matter. But there's a freedom to it where you can you feel like you can talk about things that you can't in the boardroom. No. There's just a certain freedom to it. And then you also, men and women both, let their hair down a little bit. Yeah. Relax a little bit. There's not so much stress. You're kind of focusing on something with the intellectual side of your mind, golf game. Right. Where the um, the real you kind of gets to show. So I... I I haven't been golfing in a while, but you haven't. I, last time I went was with, with my friend Randy, who you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, we went golfing with a pro basketball player that was like seven foot, <laughs> you know, twelve inches tall. I don't know. It was like yeah. this guy is huge. Yeah. You how, know, how'd that go? Tall. How'd that go? He was a really good golfer, and I was, of course, chasing the ball all over the place. But yeah, sounds let, like let's, ours. Let's talk about this again. Forall.com. Yeah. F O R E A L L.com. Yeah. 
what brought this about? Well, to be honest with you, I got left off of Bisonsdale, was very upset, and they said, well, guess what? We didn't call you because we didn't think you golfed. Knowing that I needed to learn how to golf because I was in business. Look at that. I called Michelle knowing she was dating Mike Weir. We went, learned how to play together. Well, not even learned. I should say we tried to learn. Posted a reel. Everybody was like, I got to get... I want to golf with you. Uh, I don't know how to golf. Yeah, and so the women just went crazy. went viral, and then we were like, okay, we have to do uh, proof of concept. Had some events. All three of them sold out. Wow. Yeah, so we're like, okay, now we we have this big community, so now we got to develop a product for them. And because... So smart. Yeah, because they were talking to us and, and telling us what they've always needed and wanted to see more of, we were able to develop a really cool apparel line and golf products that really resonate with the modern woman. So your partner, Michelle Money, was here. I noticed you're both wearing green jackets. jackets yep. Anything to that? Yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Okay. Um, yeah, our green jackets are super cool. So it's a part of our like higher end collection. But when you buy this green jacket, it's like a ticket into a private Instagram mm. where you have access into sneak peeks. You actually are able to help the designer build the next lines. Uh, you get feedback as well as, as we have our own green jacket dinner yearly that you are only invited to if Look you own that. a green jacket. Look at that. Yeah, it's really fun. And so what were you doing before this? So I was in business development and branding with another co-founder of mine, but we had our own branding consulting company. And then um, I've had businesses before that. Uh, and then Michelle, I was She's been a big influencer, you know, The Bachelor life. Like she oh, was on that's the right. Bachelor. She was on The Bachelor. She was on The Bachelor. That's right. Yeah. And I thought she looked kind of familiar. Yeah. Yes. She's been all, you know, all over reality TV, and she's really made a name for herself, as well as she has started her own Michelle Money Talks. Money Talks is what it's called. It's a podcast? Community of women, we should say. Gotcha. Podcast. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and then, so now, how long have you guys been going with the company, all for all? Well, we launched in 2021. Okay. And so we were only doing events, and we launched our apparel line March of 2023, and we're already sold out of most of our apparel line. Wow. So literally, you just got the... the yes. Yes. That, that's phenomenal. I know. And we're in 30 stores across the nation. Look at that. I know. We're excited. And we're growing internationally next year. And then are you a, a Utah company? We are. Okay. We're, I know there's so many. There's not all of them that are here for the Consumer Summit, but amazing, these companies and the growth. Mm. And with the economy bad, it doesn't seem to be affecting I you know, guys. I know. People keep asking us about that. And to be honest with you, we're being mindful. Yeah. We're being mindful. We had the opportunity to go into 96 stores. But we said, nope, we're going to go into... We're you don't hand- want to get out over your skis. No. We didn't want to oversaturate. Yeah. We picked 30. We're taking the easy. Yeah. And we're just being mindful. Well, taking the wise path, yes. I might say. Yes. Um, for, for all.com, <laughs> if you're a golfer, ladies or gentlemen, I can't wait to go visit the website, Jen. I cannot wait to go golfing with you. <laughs> oh, gosh. You yes. don't want to golf with me. I cannot wait. Oh, you got to bring a, you know, like a, a bucket of sand and some grass seed because I'm divoting everywhere. I'm all about it. Remember, <laughs> okay. we're just going to have fun. That's what golf is about. Okay? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Jen Clyde and Michelle Money, you can go check them out at forall.com, F-O-R-E-A-L-L.com. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Great story. Love Thanks it. for visiting us here at the Consumer Summit. Yeah. Entrepreneur Weekly will be right back live on the uh, show floor you might say. Stay with us. I want to hold them like they do in Texas, please. 
Need a mentor? One-on-one online sessions with Entrepreneur Magazine's experts can help you start a business, grow your business, build your brand, fundraise, and more. Book your one-on-one session with experienced business owners and media experts. Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, can help you perfect your business pitch to media. Businesswoman Kathleen Griffith, founder of Grayson Company, can help improve your growth and marketing strategies. Need guidance on improving your leadership skills? Elizabeth Gore, president of Alice, can help you become a strong, value-driven leader. So what are you waiting for? Book your one-on-one session with Entrepreneur's lineup of experts today. Visit entrepreneur.com slash mentors. Again, that's entrepreneur.com slash mentors. Listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Welcome back. It's Entrepreneur Weekly today at the Consumer Summit. Let's talk a little fintech with uh, Kazra Maranu, ecompayments.io. Tell us about this space. Sure. So, we are a payment processing company and we are direct with the card brands Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover. And we pretty much process payments. Anything that's done online or in person that requires a credit card, we would set that up for you. Whether it be the POS system, whether it be configuring the rates, compliance, there's a ton of moving parts involved. Kazra, how did you get involved in this industry? You know, this is an interesting question. It wasn't like I learned about it in college. I never knew what payment processing was. I knew what credit cards were. And honestly, to be perfectly honest with you, I wanted to do something. I love serving people. I love talking to people. I love serving people. And I was working at an elementary school. I had worked at Wall Street before that at Goldman Sachs. Wait a minute. He goes from Wall Street I'm, to elementary I'm, school? Listen, I went backwards, right? This is a, No, 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 no. No, I don't think so. And sometimes, you know, listen, an archer, in order to make his arrow fly, he has to pull the arrow backwards mm. and then release, and it goes. So you went off into the world, and you thought, mm-hmm. this is not for me. Yeah. So, but you went backwards like you saying there, yeah. but you really didn't because then you released and look at you now. Wow. I never looked at it like that. Yeah. That's so interesting because now that you say that, I was, right when 911 happened, I would have been there at the same time. That's the, the time that I moved wow. to Florida. Mm. I worked at Goldman Sachs. Wow. And so now that you say that, I'm like, man, it just hit me in my head. You look about 30 years old. You don't even look old enough to have been there at that time. (laughs) I wish I was 30. (laughs) Wow. No way, man. Just the Florida sun. (laughs) There you go. That's too funny. Wow. Look at that. Well, so you know what? Mm -hmm. God works in interesting ways, obviously. Yeah. And those who are seeking their true purpose, Mm -hmm. you know what they say about the entrepreneur? It's like kind of like the line is a heartbeat up, down, up, down, up, down, back and forth. And, but that's because you're seeking to find, you know, true happiness. Right. And be fulfilled with what you do instead of just making a lot of money. Making a lot of money is good, right? Oh, yeah. But the richest people in the world will tell you the money, you know, only gave them the ability to then go and find what they're truly wanting to do in their life and with their life. So that's, that's where you are. I mean, the fact that you went from Wall Street to a elementary school? My goodness. (laughs) Yeah. What an interesting And one of the hardest jobs that I've ever had was working in the elementary school. <laughs> That's great. I did everything on demand. I'm love t- it. Listen to this. I'm not kidding you. I was a teacher aide at one time. I actually helped the students with like 
food. I helped with grants. I helped with accounting. I wrote letters for the principal. I handled all the technology. I was a crossing guard. I went into the neighborhood to the wow. children's home to say, hey, you're not here today. How can we help you? I did every, I was videographer. I built websites. I did everything. Wow, that everything. is so cool, man. I, I love this oh story. So then what led you into this fintech space? Sure. Um, there are unfortunately limitations in the school system sure, right you sure. know those teachers i take my hat off to them like your income is capped right, right? no matter right. what you do no no it's it's a thankless job in one way mm -hmm. but because they love their children and children in general children are our future so right. thank god these people do these jobs that's right yeah it's, yes. it's not for everybody and so i see you know what can i do that's still serving people since i'm doing it at another level here and allow me to make money when I'm not working. And that, I went online literally and just happened to find this company that was a payment processing company and they flew me out. I mean, it was a long story, but they flew me out and it's been history ever since. So what is your role at Econ Payments? Uh, founder. Oh, you founded this company. So you're no longer working for the company that you went to work for. Correct, you, no. you decided at some point, you know what, I can do this. Yeah. I can make a better mousetrap. Yes, exactly. So what is different about e-com payments than the typical uh, payment company that you went to work for before? Well, one, and I hate to say this, the payment processing space is not the most ethical space, to be perfectly honest with you. There's so many moving parts and... There's a lot of way to, to create uh, shades of gray, if I guess. <laughs> Right? It's, yeah. it's the same with the car dealers. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I was young, I, I was a car dealer. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, I'm not going to do things the way other car mm -hmm. dealers do. Not that they're evil. I just didn't want to do right. things the way they did. I cared about my customers. Absolutely. My customers became now my friends. Yeah. And if something was wrong with their car, I mean, I would go pick it up. You know, okay. and, I, and that turned okay. into another business. Right, wow. So, yeah, and I had a mechanic shop and a body shop, and it grew because right. I cared about my customers, and I didn't right. want them to get ripped off. Exactly. So, I get this, what you're saying. Okay. Okay? All yeah. right, so the company is Ecom, E-C-O-M, payments.io. Yes. If you just heard this story from uh, Kazra, then you uh, you need to go check it out. Kazra, thank you very much. Hey, I appreciate it. Congratulations you, on your success. That's it for me here at the uh, Consumer Summit. We'll see you next time right here on Entrepreneur Weekly. This program is copyrighted by Entrepreneur Media Incorporated. Oh, yeah.